And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. With me as always is my brother Travis. And today we are covering the dream pop shoegaze duo, Sweet Trip. And uh, I don't know if we talked about this already, Trav, but, you know, we mentioned kind of switching gears and diving into like proper new wave, like 80s new wave to kick off 2023. Mm -hmm. I feel like we might need to take a detour now, dude, and maybe cover the sound carriers, maybe cover Stereo Lab. Sweet Trip gets me in that vibe, dude. This is a, yeah, I think that's a good, good call because... Some of this music does sort of flirt with that uh, space age bachelor pad music mm-hmm. kind of loungy kind of stuff. Flirts with it, not 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 like sound carriers and and uh, Stereo Lab, but you know they kind of touch on it. When yeah, dude, Stereo Lab, we have to we have to do we have to do them at some point, and we have to talk about that record that I kind of became obsessed with. Uh, the first time I stumbled upon it, uh, it's got a weird name. Actually, no, it's got an easy to remember name. The other one has a weird name. <laughs> uh, Dots and Loops came out in 1997. So yeah, that's a good call, dude. I think that's good. Maybe we uh, maybe we kick off the year with those two bands. We absolutely should, dude, because I will go to town with some sound carriers, man. 80s new wave. It'll always be there for us, dude. You know always. I mean? But while we're in this pocket, I think you're. I think you're right, dude. That's a good, good call. So yeah, uh, as you stated, we're talking about Sweet Trip today, and as I, you know, I feel like we've said this a lot lately. This is not the first time this band has appeared on this podcast. In fact, I think I brought them maybe last year as one of it my must have been at the best best one of, the of my year. best of yeah the year. Didn't they, they break up? Uh, they're done. Yeah, they're done. Okay. I, I, they're they're yeah. kind of. It's kind of like um. They they seem like they they're kind of off and on. Okay. Um. This isn't the first time they've they've taken a hiatus, but they might be done. It sounded like they're more like done done this time. Yeah. But yeah, they got back together and made a record last year. It was called A Tiny House in Secret Speeches, Polar Equals. That was the name of it. All right, well, real quick, dude, you need to go back to that Spotify. Go back one on Spotify. I need to see, make sure my eyes didn't deceive me. Scroll down. Webcore? The fuck is Webcore? Because <laughs> apparently they show up on that radio station. Well, the, the no, it's a Web public, Core. it's a Spotify playlist. I know, but Webcore? <laughs> that, like, I don't know, dude. I'm intrigued by the The by description the is, would you like to save before closing? <laughs> Judging by the 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 artists on here, I'm I'm seeing some vaporwave. I'm vaporwave. Some there's Apex okay. Town is on here, so it's probably like yeah. IDM kind of stuff. And what's funny is the the one Sweet Trip song that's on here is one of the songs I'm playing today. So that's kind of well. I am gonna say I'm I'm saving that playlist, dude. I'm curious. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's another. Yep. Yeah, there's vaporwave. Some yeah. This band Windows ninety six or this guy Crystal Castles. Yeah. So anyway, um, Crystal Castles. Man, I've thought about them in forever. Yep. Okay, so like you said, dream pop shoegaze, they get they get lumped into that camp. Who doesn't get lumped into shoegaze, dude? I've, I've about had enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. This group in particular puts their own spin on it by integrating glitchy 
kind of IDM elements to their music, which makes them stand out. And basically what happened is, you see what had happened was, <laughs> they put out a record in 2003 that has slowly built up a cult following called Velocity Design Comfort, period. has a period at the end of it. Well, you um, left out the, the, the colons, dude. You left, you put the period there, not the colons. Velocity colon design colon comfort period. There we go. If you want <laughs> the full <laughs> Thank you. syntax and everything. Um, this is not a visual medium, Jeff. You're Just right. keep that in mind. You're right. <laughs> but as you'll see, because I'm going to play a couple tracks from this record before we play. Originally, what I wanted to do was talk strictly about their record that came out in 2009 called You Will Never Know Why. And that's the only one I'm familiar with, Trav. Yeah. I played a song from this record on a What You Heard years ago, which is kind of crazy that we can say years ago, you know, since this podcast has been around several years for so long. Yeah. Um, But that song that introduced us in was called Darkness, and that was from this record. And you're going to hear a huge difference. Uh, And that's what's kind of interesting about these guys. They're also considered an experimental band. And I think that's pretty clear with just the like the ride or the the variety in their in their sound and their um, approach the way that they kind of play around with like i said glitchy kind of stuff uh, drum and bass kind of stuff sometimes it's really interesting and then when they put out their next record in 2009 and we're going to play a couple tracks from that record uh, they took a huge left turn and a lot of their fans were kind of like disappointed i guess but they also you know garnered more attention from this other group of people that liked the kind of music that they put out on, on this next record. So anyway, they're very, very interesting group. Um, so let me name off the roster. It, it's primarily a duo. It's Roberto Burgos and Valerie Cooper. And, you know, they have some other, uh, you know, players that kind of come in and out and I'll, I'll name them as well. Uh, Viet Lee, Aaron Porter and Rob Utinko didn't say that right for sure. But um, yeah, so let's just jump into it, dude. So they formed in 1993 in California. And it was originally just the, the, the two, the main players, Valerie and Roberto. And I have a quote here and it's it's pretty long. I'm going to read the whole thing. But I think this, this is really interesting. Because I think this probably explains a lot of groups that formed around that time, like how they approached music. So he said, this is Robbie talking. So this is, um, uh, I guess he goes by Robbie, but Roberto. And he says, in the 90s, there was the whole grunge thing and shoegaze was a big part of, of the stuff we were listening to. Britpop was also a big thing we were exposed to. During that time, there were a lot of bands we were friends with, including ourselves, who were more or less imitating the bands we were listening to, like My Bloody Valentine, Blur, Lush, Slow Dive, all of those. There was a lot of that. We started pretty heavily copying what a lot of our influences and our friends' bands were doing, as you do as a beginner musician. In a way, it made us hone our craft. At the same time, I think it was pretty funny that we were trying so hard to sound like the people that we liked to the point where when we were kind of letting the British accent into our singing. It was really Hmm. ridiculous. That's just a small picture of how obsessive the scene was and how much we were kind of caught up in that to some extent. So basically he was saying, 
because there was so much pressure to sound like these bands, and that's the bands that they were trying to imitate and stuff like that, they started to put, maybe subconsciously or not, like a British accent into their singing style so that they could sound like Blur or whatever, or like, you know, uh, Oasis, you know? Um, yeah, that's so funny. that's funny that it, it was so a part of everything about the music scene in the 90s that like it just that's what what you were trying to do you know and that's why i appreciate these guys so much because by the time that that record came out in 2003 velocity design comfort they had figured out a way to to kind of make themselves different and i think they they were sort of leading the way into the indie rock stuff the dream pop stuff that you and I became so familiar with in the 2010s. Like, I think these guys were kind of the stepping stone from 90 shoegaze to more of the 2010s dream pop stuff. And you'll hear that for sure between these two records that we're going to play some music from. So anyway, let's uh, jump right into our first track here. Cause I think I've teed it up nicely here. And again, think about all the stuff, you know, about 90 shoegaze, the sound, right? You're not going to hear any of that in this song, but there's, still that dream pop vocal sound uh it's still there all right so this song is called pro love ad
That sounds nothing like you will never know why, dude. Except for the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Now, once again, man, I was, I can't remember who, who we brought this up that they, they reminded us of, but Cock and Swan, again, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. And that's the glitchy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her voice too. Yeah. And her voice. Yep. Probably, probably big. Uh, I'm guessing this record was a big influence on Cock and Swan. Well, I love it, man. And this album came out in 03. Is that right? 2003. Yep. Dang. So like I was saying, right. There's no, there's not a hint of shoegaze in that song whatsoever, right? The vocals are the only thing that 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 you can point to. That's dream pop, right? Dream pop, right? But the yeah. drums are big time, like drum and bass style drums, right? Dude, and this was around the time that like Death Cab and Postal Service and those groups were were getting big. Well, I mean, early two thousands was also. The strokes strokes were right yeah know, garage was, rock was 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 peaking you know what i mean right right 2003 was room on fire i believe 2001 was is this it right so the strokes yeah. were already you know at the top of their their mountain at that point or whatever totally. um but yeah so like right around the corner was the 2010s well not right around the corner but by the time we get to this next record it's right around the corner all the indie pop stuff indie rock stuff arcade fire you know, the yeah, yeah, yeahs, you know. And then, of course, the washed outs and the beach houses and stuff like that with, you know, the next iteration of Dream Pop. Right around the beach corner. House, right? Yeah. Uh, right around the corner. By the time we hit the 2009, this next record that we're going to talk about, I got one more track from from this more glitchy style. But you're going to see a, a, such a dramatic shift. And there's a reason why they wanted to change their sound. And I'll, I'll talk about that later. But I just, yeah, I really like that drum and bass stuff and um uh, the record label darla records had a compilation uh called drum and bliss what a great play on words right instead of drum and bass drum and bliss right yeah dude that should be the name of a genre no kidding dude i mean this is is what it would sound like right we don't need no web core bullshit they could be the poster child for drum and bliss this song right this style where it's this glitchy kind of drum and bass mixed with dream pop kind of dreamscapey kind of stuff Anyway, so let me jump to the next track here because I think this this next song is where you're going to hear the more classic kind of My Bloody Valentine style shoegazy guitar, which is cool because they like they said when they reformed in the '90s, that is the sound that they were going after, just like everybody else in the circles they were in, and like he said, like it kind of forced you to hone your craft and stuff. Yeah, if you're going to try to sound like My Bloody Valentine, you're going to have to learn the glide guitar sound you know what i mean or at least the, your best approximation of it and you know you'll definitely hear that in this next song here so here we go this song again off of 2003's velocity design comfort this song is called chocolate matter
they're bringing in that distortion and uh then yeah and it's got that like kind of 60s like you said bachelor pad space rocket vibes (laughs) (laughs) space space uh bachelor pad uh, space age bachelor pad music space age which is the name of a a stereo lab record by the way Uh, i think that's where the term was coined or the term kind of comes from but anyway um yeah that's the the wall of sound right there it is at least their version of the wall of sound right that's not exactly the the kevin shields glide guitar sound you know verbatim but i mean it's it's close enough right compared to the drum and bassiness of the previous track i mean that shows you how how experimental they are just between two tracks on the same record right um because that sounded a little bit more traditional kind of song structure right and the drums are not you know glitchy webcore right no glitchy nope no glitchiness so yeah um and that takes us right into this next record so they were on hiatus basically after this record and while they were on hiatus this record velocity design comfort started to garner an online cold following which led to you know increased interest in the band and re-releases of their previous stuff with people reaching out to interview them and basically that's what he he credits that with sort of reconnecting them and ha- you know having the band reform basically so because they were reconnected through interviews and stuff you know people were interested in them wanted to talk to them you know they they sort of reunited and put out this record in 2009 which is called you will never know why so um here's what's interesting about this record you might think that this is an entirely different band when you hear some of these songs and that's because basically when they got back together and started doing practice practice sessions again they just played with the guitar alone right and they decided that that more raw and bare and simple as they put it songs would be the focus for the next record so basically they just liked you know the way that these practice sessions were going they wanted to step away from all the glitchiness and the synthy like uh you know over reliance on that kind of stuff and just focus on more straightforward first chorus structured songs and that yeah the sound that they had perfected on velocity design and comfort just doesn't lend itself to these new songs that they're writing so that's why and this is also six years later so like again like the garage rock stuff you know had had its had its heyday like kind of came and went I mean, hey, these guys are probably listening to all this stuff and sort of, you know, wanting to sound more like these more modern bands, right? They formed in the 90s and were trying to sound like all the bands that were the the grunge and shoegaze bands of the 90s. Makes sense that they would maybe approach their songs more like the bands that were popular in the 2000s, right? Yeah, The more guitar forward type of stuff. So anyway, here's a quote, because I think this tees it up nicely from Pop Matters, which is a website. Uh, describing this record, they said, synths and electronic programming take a backseat to airy guitars, slippery bass, and reliable drumming, which is a funny way to be like, not drum and bass. You know, drum and bass is very like sporadic, right? Mirroring somewhat the intersection of indie pop and space age bachelor pad music of the mid 1990s. So there's that term again. Anyway, um, also, I wanted to say, because I think you also kind of hear it on some of these songs too, but that last record, that last track that we played, I was getting some like swirlies. Oh yeah. How can you forget? How can you forget that album? 
We did a whole episode on that record. They spent their wild, youthful days in the glittering world of the salons. Definitely had that kind of guitar style. And I think it sort of, that that sound, you'll hear a little bit more on this on these next two tracks that we're going to play. But I think they strip away any fuzz. Like, they, they, they ditch the fuzz for a more clean style guitar on this mm-hmm. NES record. Man, well, I really liked that sound from Velocity Design Comfort, dude. I, I'm going to have to jump into that. But So that sound kind of came and went with them, huh? Well, they just, yeah, they, they started experimenting with a different style. So yeah. it's kind of like two two different bands, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, if you're like some of their fans that decided they didn't like this new style. Or you might be like me and be like, hey, you know what? I have room for both in my life. Let's take a quick break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past, and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is, therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nofiller. That's betterhelp.com slash nofiller. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So here we go. I'm going to play the, the very first track off of this record. And you may recognize it if you've been a long time no filler listener, because this is the track I brought to what you heard years ago. Uh, but it's a great song, and it's barely three minutes long. So I'm going to let the whole thing play out. Uh, this song is called conservation of two again off of sweet trips 2009 record you will never know why
Yeah, that's great, man. I will always be down for for some space age dream pop. Compared to the last two tracks that we played, pretty different, right? Yeah, I feel like they're they're kicking up the harmonies with each other, mm-hmm. and yeah, just kind of honing in on that like '60s sound. You know, it's just very much like Sound Carriers, and you know, it's it's what I love about Sound Carriers. Man, when that sound is done right, dude, it's just so great. Yeah, and there's some like, you know, the guitar has some like punch to it too. You know, it's a very clean guitar tone, but you know that sort of like it has it's got that bite to it as well which kind of reminds me of you know some of the early strokes stuff or interpol just less less fuzz math, and distortion, less math rocky as well yeah i guess so but i mean like yeah and the drums and the bass too let's let's give them some some credit here so uh at least on the record they brought in aaron porter on bass and rob utinko on drums who i butchered his name before butchered it again that time but um yeah, so, you know, in studio they had a, an actual bass player, an actual drummer. And yeah, it's just at that point you've just got your 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 traditional four-piece rock band right there, right? Obviously, Robbie and Valerie on vocals, guitars, synthesizers, but yeah, you didn't really hear many synthesizers there, right? Uh I think the guitar was pretty straightforward, and uh that's one thing that that Roberto sort of focused on during the hiatus was like he wanted to to hone his guitar, his guitar playing and, and sort of get that down, right? The guitar is very prominent in this record too. Compared to the glitchiness and like the experimentalness of the previous record, this sound is way more subdued, right? Way more like laid back, as they even said, you know, raw and bare and simple. Like that's just kind of the kind of songs they were writing. And so it's a huge 180 from their previous record. And some people just didn't like it. Well, so what's your favorite? Um, from these three, what's your favorite? Like, what's your favorite Sweet Trip sound? I, I mean, I have to confess, I haven't really sat down with Velocity Design and Comfort and hit play from track one through the end. I was doing research for this episode and decided to play some of this record because of how different it was. Because I feel like you have to hear this sound to appreciate what happened on You Never Know Why or You Will Never Know Why uh, because it's part of their their story like part of their sound right but i honestly i my guess is i'm gonna i'm gonna probably lean toward velocity design and comfort because i think it combines a lot of the types of music that i because i i love drum and bass and i love idm and i love dream pop and i love shoegaze so like that's probably why this record has a cult following too because it's this interesting mashup of all of those sounds right but I really like what they did with You Will Never Know Why as well, because I like that laid back, more straightforward, guitar driven, clean yeah. kind of dream pop songs. Because that's what a lot of the stuff in the 2010s was more the straightforward kind of dream pop stuff, right? Uh, where you step away from the wall of sound. Yeah, and I bet that that album is the one that they had the most influence with on other bands you know yeah well that's what that's what i'm saying like you know this was 2009 right so the next wave of dream pop with bands like beach house and stuff like that was right around the corner right because teen dream came out the next year dude you know so beach house had their self-titled and, and devotion but then teen dream the one that kind of put them on the map yeah that's that's when they blew up you can't ignore that yeah 
anyway, so let's play the next track here, and this one's gonna be a little bit more, a little bit more poppy. Uh, and man, I love this guitar sound too. Here we go. Here's the next track. This song is called "To the Moon." great track great hooks great riff i like that fuzzy synth that they kind of brought in uh-huh. towards the end there yeah all right i'm going to say this key i'm going to see what, you, what your initial reaction is widest boy alive oh now we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to do a widest boy alive episode right i mean with the clean that clean guitar sound now obviously yeah. widest boy alive what made them great it's like the disco-ness, disco disco-y, right? If that's a word. Very heavy on the disco. That's what made them so cool. And dancey. It was more dancey. Yeah, dude. Right? Man, I've been, I've revisited both those albums recently, and it's, they're just so great, dude. Well, then, Such fun records, We man. got January figured out then. We're going to do, we're going to do uh, Sound Carriers, Stereo Lab, 
Why Did Spoiler Live, and then our What You Heard for January 2023. Nice, And then dude. we'll go into some new wave. That's, or Unless you know we what? Get Here's what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> sidetracked again, because that's what always happens. But but yeah, you want to talk about a band that has been on the radar since we decided to do a podcast together, was Why Did Spoiler Live. That's one of those bands that we always... You know, we knew someday we'd be doing a, an episode yeah, w- of them. Yeah, w- what we should do is is play a little bit from both of their records. You know, oh, absolutely. Do a nice little, you know, sampling. Absolutely. Smattering. Uh, but yeah, man, I like I said, that's just a perfect, straightforward dream pop indie rock song right there. And I think that, to me, leans itself more toward some of the garage rock stuff of the early 2000s. You know, the, the, the drumming is like... Just that. I love the drums, dude. The drums are great. Shout out to Rob Oitingo. If I say it enough times in different ways, I'll pronounce his name right at least once. But Rob Oitingo and Aaron Porter on bass, you got to give them credit. Because they brought a lot to this record. Because they were writing these more straightforward songs, because they were stepping away from the glitchy drum and bass sound, so they needed some legit, legit drummer, legit bass player. And these guys, I think, definitely helped shape that sound right yeah absolutely so anyway um i don't got nothing else to talk about dude that's that's all i have for us (laughs) nice short and sweet uh so the record was re-released in 2021 i will say that and the funny thing is uh if you look at the record the artwork it's this very simple line art of a razor blade and apparently the 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 funny thing about that uh I'm, i'm gonna read the story here q the original cover was drawn by the bass player on the record, Aaron Porter. Uh, Burgos and Cooper, the main two, the main duo, were not sure what to do for the artwork, and eventually Porter just drew that razor thing after much indecision, and the band was like, all right, we'll just go with that. But, you know, they were never really fans of the artwork, nor the association with, like, razors and self-harm and stuff like that, right? So when they re-released it in 2021, they put out this new cover art that actually sort of aligned with this comic book that they put out with the record which is really interesting it's a comic book about a vampire that flies through valerie's window and bites her and turns her into a vampire which sounds like (laughs) some some uh twilight stuff right (laughs) yeah and then took her razor (laughs) uh he then places the razor in a case also containing a razor with Burgos's name on it, implying the same had happened to him. The comic ends with Burgos and Cooper happily dancing together, both now vampires. So that's a little bit strange. <laughs> it's a little bit. But apparently people were so upset when they bought the re-release, they were expecting the razor artwork, and they got this weird vampire comic artwork that the record label then pressed him again with the original razor artwork so it's kind of funny i mean my guess is that that actually could make the artwork you know if you actually have a copy of the artwork with the vampires on it it could be worth some more money could be more valuable you know because it was a limited pressing anyway so fun facts to close us out (laughs) so anyway uh go listen to both of those records because i think you know and what this has proven is just how versatile these guys are um, if you listen to their their 2021 record, it's a little bit of both. So like that that sound, you know, that experimentation, the glitchiness, the synthiness is there again, like in their return. 
you know, because that was even more of a hiatus. That was like a 12-year hiatus. Um, and then they're also bringing back that that dream pop kind of sound. I mean, th- these guys are a dream pop band at the end of the day. And I think that vocal work that you hear, like the the very light, breathy kind of vocals that they, they that both of them have, uh, lends itself to that dreaminess, you know. And yeah, and they'll just kind of do a little bit of everything, you know, behind that, right? So anyway, so that's sweet. Love trip. it. Love it. And we are coming up, Q. Next week will be the first episode of our best of 2022 batch of episodes so get your first five picks ready to go q because that's coming next week man so I gotta, that's gonna be fun i gotta do some thinking dude me too that's to do some thinking me too it's hard especially when you got to figure out because we you know we try to i think we try to bring these in somewhat of a order right as in like our last episode of the year should be our top five right so at least for me, I want my last five to actually be the true top five. The other 15 songs that I bring the previous weeks can kind of be in whatever order they end up being in. Right. But I want to at least have like my best for last. Right. And that's always tough because there's a lot of shuffling, a lot of shuffling that happens to try to figure out who gets the top billing, you know? But yeah, I've listened to a lot of new, a lot of new, a lot of new stuff this year, man. A lot of good stuff out there so it's, it's gonna be hard to narrow it down but we will start that next week so yeah the rest of the year just a bunch of tunes man you know and that's what i love about it we just closed out the year we're just listening to all of our favorite tracks from the from the from this year so yeah join us next week for that as we stroll into december all right well that'll do it for this episode follow us on instagram just look for no filler I deleted Twitter off my phone the other day, Q, by the way. So thank you. Not that that really means anything uh, because we were never on and we never really kept that up to date anyway. But um, But you deleted your personal one. I didn't have a personal one. Oh, you deleted ours. Okay. Yeah. I didn't delete it. I removed the app from Mm. my phone. Okay. So I could still log on, you know, if I really wanted to. But yeah, just good riddance, you know. Uh, but yeah, Instagram, we're still on Instagram as of right now, at least Instagram is still cool in my, in my mind. Um, I could do with a little bit less ads, you know what I mean? But yeah, hey, you know, yeah. you gotta pay the bills. understand. Uh, so anyway, find us on, on Instagram to search for no filler, uh, reach out to us. Tell us what your favorite tracks were from this year. Last year, we tried to do something where we, um, maybe it was last year or the year before, but we tried to do like a best musical moments. I think that might've been 2020 because 2020 was such a weird year uh, for live music and stuff. That was 2020. Yeah. What, what did we do last year? What was our outro I don't think songs? we did anything like that. We, I, I actually, I think we opened it up to people to say, Hey, give us your favorite tracks and we'll play oh, one. Yeah. So yeah, we'll try to do that again. Send yeah. us your favorite tracks from this year as in new releases from this year on Instagram. And we will pick one track each week to play and if we don't hear from anybody maybe i'll just have ronnie tell me what her favorite tracks were of this year ronnie and nathan since they were uh some of our guests from this year uh toward the end of the year maybe i'll reach out to them as well and get their to get their take on things anyway 
Also, of course, you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That's pantheonpodcast.com. And yeah, that's it. So I'm going to close this out with a a track. I'm going to do something different here because I I thought about playing this track, uh, but decided not to. But I, I, this is interesting. You want to talk about another kind of unique sound from Sweet Trip? They had an EP called Allura, or Allura, that came out in 1999. And this is another, almost like a down-tempo track, which is really interesting. These guys were just very, very unique. So I'm going to play this song to close us out. The song is called Palomar, Your Shadow is the Yellow Sun. And yeah, that's going to do it. So next week, we will kick off our best of 2022. Join us for that. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll talk at you guys next week. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.